present an encore presentation of Protect Your Assets with David Hollander. So markets this week were, well, relatively flat, a little, little positive overall. But hey, the big question right now is with the election looming, right, not too far here in the future, should we be adding more stocks to our portfolio right now? This is a really good question that we got this week from Dale. So Dale, you know, when would be a good time to add capital to your stock market portfolio? Great question. I want to just say right now, I view this market as a hold. And what I mean by that is I would not be over allocating too much of your capital into stocks if you're looking for short term results. What I mean by that is right now you should be sticking with your historical asset allocation. Maybe you're at 60% equity, 40% bond. I wouldn't be over allocating to stocks right now if that's your basis. In other words, I wouldn't go, you know, 70 into stocks and 30 into bonds if your historical allocation has been more like a 60-40. Does that make sense? My, my hold opinion right now doesn't mean that I don't think stocks longer term are going to do well. It's just that I'm looking at the current levels that we are right now. And the opinion is not coming from my broad concern about stocks, again, over the longer term. Over the longer term, the next several years, I think the outlook for stocks looks pretty good. And the reason I say that is because of the bond market and some other economic indicators that I look at. But over the near term, I could easily see the S&P 500, say, down 10 or 20% if we were to happen to hit some kind of an air pocket. Now, if Republicans hold the Senate, then the wave of stimulus, the blue wave, if you will, that thesis is dead. And it could easily be replaced with a repeat of, say, the never-ending battle, budget battles we saw back in the early 2010s. Remember that when the government was shutting down and we're facing a fiscal cliff, and you may remember the U.S. government got downgraded in terms of its quality. So all those things are possible if the government becomes a standstill. If Republicans hold the Senate, if the House is uh, carried by Democrats, you got a Democratic president. It's not enough to make things happen. They're going to have to make some deals. So that's why I'm not overly excited about this amazing sort of stimulus package that's just magically going to appear. So I'm not saying that this is a you know bearish game changer if that were to happen, no. I'm just saying right now it makes sense for you to wait until there's more clarity on the election, specifically the Senate. And I say this for two reasons. First, if we're not getting multiple rounds of stimulus and we're in for a new round of budget battles, then I think the S&P 500 will not be able to hold a 20-time multiple. In other words, a 20-time earnings looking forward multiple, which is where they are right now. And instead, something more like 18 to 19 times earnings is typically much more appropriate. So when you have the S&P trading in the you know, 3,400s, what that means is stocks should be really valued, S&P 500 now, should be more valued at, say, 3060 to 3230 So as you can see, that's a pretty decent drop from where we are right now. And that's why I'm just urging you to be a little bit cautious, okay? Second, if we do get the blue wave and we are looking at massive new stimulus, 
And that's because then you've got the, the Senate and the House and the president, all Democrat, and therefore they probably will push, push things through much easier. And so they're talking about bigger stimulus dollars, as we've heard over and over again. Then you can expect cyclical sectors to really begin to outperform. And this is something that's completely different than we've seen. And for the growth to value rotation that I've been talking about for so long to start to happen. And so the upside and the value cyclical sectors, again, the industrials, the financials, energy, materials, emerging markets, commodities, gold, all of those things would be considerable and long lasting. So my point about all this is where you allocate your capital and stocks right now is as important as when you allocate your capital to stocks. And so outperformance is going to come from being overweight, the value cyclicals, not being overweight stocks via, say, the S&P 500 like we've seen. Does that make sense? That's the difference between the two sides and value versus growth. So again, remember, my bottom line is a longer term outlook for stocks remains positive unless there's a massive policy mistake looming out there in Washington. And I continue to see that the market is being pretty optimistic about the blue wave. And you're seeing this across the board. So in the bond market right now, uh, a blue wave, according to the bond market, is likely to result in more stimulus, which means higher debt, higher deficits in 2021, and moving forward. And that's a positive for short-term economic growth. It's positive for long-term inflation. And it's overall negative for the dollar and for treasury yields due to higher debt deficits. Now, why the bond market is starting to show this and why I'm interested in this right now is if you take a look at the 10-year. Remember, we always talk about the 10-year treasury and how it compares to the two-year and if there's an inverted yield curve. We're not seeing that because that's usually a sign of a recession. That's a sign of a slowdown. It's a sign the markets won't do well. We're just not seeing that. So for me, it's more about what we are seeing. We are seeing treasuries on the 10-year start to rise. And this is interesting because we've passed now above the 72 floor. We heard that we, we held that, the 0.72%, recently gone over 0.84%. And 0.78% was the critical support level. So now that we've had a couple days of closing above that level, that is a strong technical signal that yields, again, yields are starting to break out and move higher, which has implications for cyclical stocks, which I talked about earlier, and the rotation from growth to value start to happen. And again, that is bullish for those types of stocks. And so that's why I'm starting to get excited about that. And that's why I think right now, unless you're going to go ahead and make that wager, it might make sense for you just to wait and see. And then if that were to happen, start to follow up on the thesis that I'm unraveling here today, okay? So next week, what are we looking for? Next week, again, we're looking for the employment number coming out this week. Kind of exciting news there. You know, we were expecting, and you may remember I was talking about this, if we saw uh, employment numbers again in the in the higher, higher 800,000 range, 
that would be bad. That would be a sign that things were slowing down. Uh, again, we had this number come out on Thursday. It was 787,000 for the initial claims. That's not bad. Again, that's the weekly numbers that we keep looking at. And 797 was pretty good. In fact, they were looking for uh, around 829. So anything better than that, which this certainly was, is good. And that's why stocks uh, did pretty well on Thursday is because they liked that news that things were starting to look better when it came to the unemployment market. So again, next Thursday, we'll get those numbers again. We'll see what happens. Again, if they're in this you know, low 800,000 to high 700,000 or less range, that's good. That's a good signal overall for the economy. And I take that as a positive and you should too. So again, thanks for the question. You're listening to the Protect Your Assets Radio Network. 